Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm the attorney, Brooke Brigham. So today we are continuing our Sister Wives coverage. This is season 18, episode 17, one-on-one part three. And much like all of the part all of these one-on-ones there's a little there's a few really like woo nuggets mixed in with too long a clips <laughs> like clips that are way too long that don't need to be this long and some of the same old same old so yeah. what what were your thoughts on on this episode well i definitely think this was the best one of the three that we've mm-hmm. seen so far it was the most revelatory i thought yes um yeah there were some good there were some good revelations yeah uh wow i don't know it's like i feel like cody was very very dark in this episode and i feel like f- and robin too like mm-hmm. and uh, Mary finally, 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 finally put the final nail in the coffin. I thought she had last week, but I guess not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's like she finally has seen all the clips of Cody, you know, like disrespecting her, dehumanizing her, whatever. She finally stood up and made a declaration that, you know, okay, I get it now. I get it. I see it. I've seen it all. It's over. I, you know, so I was, I was happy about that. I'm happy for Mary. You know, I kind of feel sorry. Mm-hmm. So sorry for her now. She's just been like dragged through the mud and Christina and Janelle yeah. are just laughing. They're just, they're, they're just <laughs> laughing. They're just, you know, this is also, yeah. they have moved on a long time ago. Well, so what I think is really interesting, and maybe this is, I had an aha moment. Maybe maybe everybody had this before and I'm slow slow to arrive to the party. But 
You know, what I've read and seen when I'm on the interwebs and on Instagram and reading what a lot of people have been talking about, because obviously since this episode aired, there's been a ton of talk about Robin and the personality test. And we'll talk about that. Mm, And Robin and the cat. Yeah, Robin and the catfishing and what happened there. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting was, you know, Mary in the beginning of the episode, she was talking about how, you know, she really, she kept saying like, yes, I was seeing these things, but I, you know, I really needed to hear it from him, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I wasn't hearing it from him. And I had this aha moment of, oh, you know, I think this is part of this culture, right? That, that, the understanding is in the sister wife culture, this is what I've read, is, is that much like a lot of cults, there's a lot of telling on each other, right? Mm-hmm. So sister wives are supposed to tell on other sister wives. While there's supposed to be this bond of sister wives, you're so interconnected, that really, truly, that one way to curry favor with the husband is to tell on another sister wife, just like in Scientology, when you tell Mm. on another Scientologist, that sort of, you know, brings your status up a little bit. And so I wonder if part of why it was so hard for Mary to accept it or hear it or understand it is if she just had such a hard time trusting or believing any of it, because she would maybe hear some things from, she wasn't really talking to Christine or Janelle, right? But maybe she would see some things on TV and then she would hear some things from Cody and it was different. And then she'd hear something from Robin. It was different. Like, I think maybe she's so used to never really knowing what is the truth so that she's sort of left to kind of always have to figure out for herself what is the truth. And that Mm -hmm. maybe it was like, we're all sitting here going, Mary, it's so obvious. Don't you see it? But that she really has never really learned how to um, listen to herself because she's been in Mm. this environment her entire life where people aren't really your friend, where it's all about, you know, telling you one thing and believing another. Because she said that she's, yeah. Well, I was going to say she, she's (laughs) finally has, um, I think understood the concept of actions speak louder than words because she kept talking about how she needed to hear from Cody specifically and directly and unequivocally that we're over. Now, all of us Mm -hmm. are saying, well, hello, like he, (laughs) he's been acting that way for 10 plus years. He, he's even said stuff to you like, you know, on their anniversary drive when um, she's like, I'm waiting for you. And he says, I'm not coming or whatever that thing is. Um, Like how much clearer can it get? But I don't know, somehow she thought it needed to be made clear. And now she she even said something about, you know, actions speak louder than words type of thing. Mm -hmm. But, But she still needed to have that verbal confirmation, which she had to hear in a confessional from Cody. And Mm -hmm. that was very painful for her. And she felt that it was very dehumanizing to her. And yes, it was, but of course, but Jesus, Mary, (sighs) well, look, we've been over this so many times. It's like groundhog day. (laughs) These episodes are like groundhog day, but I think, I think this episode, it's finally clear to her. 
Oh yes. No, she's a single lady. She does not have sister oh, yes, wives yeah. and she is a she is a single lady. That is very, very clear. But I, I do think that Mary just I, I think and and I think that these women are so used to Cody's aloofness, his mm-hmm. you know, his the way in which they've been dealt with so often by right. him that it's hard to kind of know, like, is this just Cody yeah. being Cody or is this just the way it is? And That's this, true. I wrote this down I, from, I I was writing this down as, as Cody was saying this because after this, we, Sakanya goes to Cody and she says, well, did you communicate how you felt with Mary? And this is what he said. First he says, yes. And then he says, well, wait, no. We don't go, he says, we don't go deep into it I really didn't want her reacting in a crazy way. We're not ripping off a Band-Aid here, but I know where we're at and I've made that clear to her. I'm like, what the fuck does that know. mean? Everything Do you know Cody what I mean? Has, is, yes, everything Cody says in this episode is so nonsensical. He, I, Watching Cody in this episode was like, it, dude, like what? what planet are you on like it's really strange just nonsensical non sequiturs oh he made no sense no because it Nothing doesn't make he any said sense. Made sense he has he has no reason for w- the way in which he treated Mary. And the thing is, is that if he would I think if he was going to be really honest about it, I think he would say Honestly, I never wanted to have this, uh, the conversation with her. I wanted to keep the show going because the reality yeah, is what is real right. is this. I didn't I, I didn't want to have the conversation with her. I wanted the show to keep going. I wanted that goddamn Lulu Lemon Leggins money. <laughs> Lulu Lemon, how dare you besmirch? Oh no, I'm Lulu sorry. Lemon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lulu Row. I wanted those Lulu Row Leggin money, and and I think he would have to say and. I knew this is what Robin wanted and mm-hmm. Robin was constantly in my ear talking you up and I right. I knew that it was piss her off and I didn't want to piss her off so I kept kicking the can down the road. So he can't he can't be, ever be honest. So this is why we get gibberish. This is why we see this yeah. all the time and all the on the cults, the cult documentaries that we we cover and all that. It's the same thing. It's this gibberish. And so Sukanya says, "Well, why didn't she receive that message?" <laughs> this is Sukanya's this is when I was like, I lo- I I feel like Sakanya gets a bad rap because I don't think she has as she much control over this stuff. Yeah, she, she did a bit this on this one, but th- but her response, why didn't she, why didn't she why didn't she receive that message? I'm thinking to myself, Sakanya, please, can you interpret what Cody just told told us? Because that makes no sense. Yeah. You, you're saying you told her, but you didn't tell her, but you don't want her reacting because you didn't want her to be crazy. Meaning, okay, you you. You honest, you didn't want her to be mad at you. You didn't want her to be upset with you. And then you're talking about how it's a Band-Aid. So is it like ripping off a Band-Aid or is it like not ripping off a Band-Aid? Or do you have to do it like ripping off a Band-Aid? And then, and then, but you know, she knows where you're at and you've made it clear. It, it, it's just, yeah. It's like I kind of, yeah. Head against the wall. I know. I, I don't know how to feel. Yeah. Cause I feel for Mary having to deal with someone like that who cannot even communicate. But then on the other hand, it, like the writing was on the wall. 
she should have, she should have known, but you know, I, I, she kept talking about how she had made this covenant and this commitment and it meant something to her and that she was going to stick it out. So, you know, okay. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that that was her choice. That was what she chose to do. But the one thing is Cody does admit that he and Robin are not on the same page about the Mary thing that Robin has always been Mary's advocate since they got married. And, and that, Ma- and that Mary does point out, she says, you know, Cody has had this respect for Robin that he wouldn't string her along. And he said, well, why can't you have that same respect for me as a human being right. to be direct right. and honest with me? And I'm like, thank you, Mary. That's what needed to be said. And I wish she had said that to him to his face. And that's what it is about these separate goddamn couch mm-hmm. you know these these one-on-ones that drive me crazy is it's like no one is getting called on their shit at all ever and i'm sure it's all driven by cody i'm sure he's the one who says like i refuse to you know sit on mm-hmm. a couch with all these people because i feel like the i feel like the wives would would be willing to do it Mm-hmm. And sit there and talk. And I'm sure, especially like Christine would probably love to say her piece. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Um, but Cody isn't going to trash talk Mary because like other people and, you know, hint, hint, Christine and Janelle. So he yeah. goes into this whole thing about how, like, I'm going to spare Mary's feelings. Now you're going to spare her feelings. Like he goes in mm-hmm. this whole thing of like being so benevolent that he's gonna spare mary's feelings he's gonna ooh, you know spare her feelings and i'm not gonna say anything mean about her now now that we're you know we're broken up because i know what it's like to be trash talked and i'm not gonna do that it's like you've been trash talking this woman to everybody in this family to everybody but for for her for decades and mm-hmm. and you somehow think that you're on the right side of history here because you're choosing not to say anything about her now. Ugh. Well, yeah. And what he's, was this thing that he that he said about you know talking about this sacred covenant that he made to to Rob and that he promised her that if he fell out of love with her he would never do string her along like what he's doing to Mary. And so Sukanya confronts him on this, and mm-hmm. he says. Well, that covenant doesn't include the disillusion of my soul or my personality. Ugh. What does so basically that mean? what it means nothing. You know what it is? What what Cody finally admitted was this is that you know what? If people aren't happy in a marriage, they shouldn't be in a marriage. And mm-hmm. even if you're even if you have these religious beliefs, even though maybe in your religion you take this vow, that maybe that maybe we shouldn't make these vows so black and white that these vows Mm -hmm. are about like loving each other until until the love as long as we want to love each other and be in Mm -hmm. this love and basically it's like i don't disagree with you cody but the reality is is that but part of that covenant whatever you want to call it is being respectful towards each other correct caring about each other right and also the on that that, level that's all she was asking for right and I feel this situation, they're stuck in this covenant because they're all financially dependent on this show where they have to act like they are a real functioning plural family where Cody loves all of them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, if it, yeah, if it wasn't for the TV show, um, you know, I, I don't think that any of them would have would have stayed with this uh, treatment Re- with religious beliefs or not. I mean, they were so, that's the thing. They were so dependent on this show. Mm-hmm. It was their livelihood. They had to act like they loved each and, other in some way. And this is why I don't understand how they have so much power to be able to say we aren't going to sit on a couch together anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the part I don't get. I do not get. We have TV stars that bring in so much more money that don't have this kind of power. Look at the housewives. They're forced. It's in yeah. their contract. They all have to show up and sit next to someone they hate, probably, and take mm-hmm. a bunch of, you know, bullshit from people and berating and whatever. They can do it. Why yeah. can't the Browns do it? Yeah, that's that's the part I don't understand. I, and listen, there are people... Listen, I worked in Hollywood. I know how these negotiations go. Like these studios will be like, well, forget it. Then we'll find someone else. You know, I mean, uh, what I don't understand is does Cody hold so much power that these people can't be like, well, okay, fine, Cody, then we're just not going to do the show anymore. Either show up on the couch together or we're not doing the show. Play hardball with him. What Mm -hmm. is he going to do? Like take the whole show and what his big production company and find another outlet for it okay go ahead he's really going to figure out how to do that himself please he needs what you, he needs you much more than you need him yeah i don't understand I this he, he has this kind of weird relationship with the that guy tim gibbons you know the head of pedal monkey he literally lives down the street from him on coyote pass and you know wait tim gibbons know. lives on coyote yes pass? Yes. Oh my God. Is yes. Tim Gibbons also a polygamist? No. I don't I don't think so, but he literally lives in Flagstaff, like down the street from Cody. Cause you know, oh, Ace dear. and Caitlin, when they've done their recognizance, you know, mm-hmm. missions, yeah, they know where he lives. They've seen Cody and other members of the family coming out of their house, uh, out of Tim Gibbons' house. There's like a house. I think they might even do the confessionals there mm-hmm. at Tim Gibbons house. He lives in Flagstaff. Wow. Very curious. Like, yeah. Why did they move to Flagstaff? Um, you know, I guess, you know, to make it easier for Cody to cozy up to him. I don't know, but yeah, you're right. There's something not right because if this show was like a Hollywood, LA, California produced show, this would not be happening. Yeah. Yeah. So he must, he must have some sort of relationship with Tim Gibbons that allows him to just dictate all of this crapola because this is a bunch of bullshit. I'm just, it it really is really is. But anyway, okay. So, you know, okay. Cody and Mary, I I think we can shut the book on that. Yeah. They're done. Um, So then we watch this very long clip. Again, I don't know why these clips have to be so long. Of Cody's meltdown. <laughs> oh, which one? He said so many on this episode. Just melting. Well, <laughs> well, no, the ones where they took all of the footage from the last season of him, like, I'm falling apart. I'm not happy. You know, oh, God, yeah. I don't want Robin to see the devil that I am. And- I want to live. He, he's talking about how he want, he hates his life. He wants to go 
escape and go live somewhere else and change his identity or whatever he oh, says. And God, it's just I like, just give up. And, oh, oh, God. My life is oh, over. you poor baby. God, you created all of this. And guess what? You can fix it all, too, if you just put a little bit of he's put no effort into fixing his mm-hmm. life, his situation. Yeah. Zero effort. Well, so what I thought was really interesting, and I was like, I, I think we're seeing a new Mary, and I'm 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 here for it. Which is Sukanya, instead of going to Cody and being like, What the fuck? what's wrong with you? What's going on with you? Um, mm-hmm. she the first person they talk to is Mary, and she's like, Oh, have you ever seen Cody like this? And Mary's like, No, this is very different. He's changed a lot. And she's like, Oh, you know, are you, you know, oh my gosh, have you are you worried about him? What are you gonna do? And and Mary's just like, I, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Because this is not my problem. I'm like, thank you. Good for you, Mary. I was like, this is Mary setting boundaries. This doesn't mm-hmm. Mary make Mary a bad person or a mean person. She certainly, this is the father of her child. She certainly cares what happens to Cody. But it is not her job to solve Cody's problems. It's Cody's problem. It's, it's yeah. no, it's none of these women's problems. It's Cody's problem. And I was like, you do not need to worry about what Cody's going to do or not do. I was like, good for you, Mary. You're yeah, so lady that was now. great. That was yeah. great. Yeah. So yeah. And Janelle and, and Christine clearly don't give a shit, but Robin, yeah. you know, oh, Robin, yes. <laughs> God, I, I kind of sort of a little bit felt bad for her because she's talking about how he's always mad. He's angry like yeah none of these people know who he is anymore robin says that you know he's suspicious of anyone being disloyal and then cody goes into this whole rant about how he doesn't want to be good and he doesn't want robin to know how dark he's gotten and he has thoughts of leaving and running away and he hates his life and he wants to change his name Mm. you know and it's like Uh, and he wants to leave robin and have another lover yes another lover i'm like ew ew what are you talking about yeah like and and i get it seems like he's threatened her with this like i should just leave and just go off and find another lover and um you know because robin really again she seemed very shell-shocked and very uh, Mm -hmm. upset and you know she's talking about how he's self self-sabotaging angry imploding he tries to pick fights over dumb things and they're in different places about what she calls the bomb that went off in their family she's mourning he's angry i mean just just going on and on yeah he's talking about leaving robin for another lover but then he would regret that because he's really in love with robin it's like oh my god what are you just like a word salad what are you talking about well, and the other thing too is, as we learned, I think last week, and as I mentioned, one of my pet, one of my big pet peeves, and I think it's really destructive for people who tell you everything that's in their mind all the time, mm-hmm. is I think he, I think some of it might have been a threat. I think also it's a bit of Cody of like, maybe I should just find someone else and leave you. I'm a bad person. Like that whole thing. I think he just, every thought he has, he's just thinking it out loud mm-hmm. and saying it to Robin, which is so destructive. And you know, I'm looking at my notes and I just wrote down anger is easy. And mm. and this is what drives me crazy about Cody is 
anger is a very, very easy emotion to stay Mm -hmm. in, to get stuck in, to be in, and to just live in. You know what's hard? Forgiveness. You know what's hard is having a sense of peace. You know what's hard is moving past something like letting Mary being letting go. Like Mary saying, you know what? I, I, you know, I wish him well, but this is not my, you know, this is not my job or this is not what this is anymore. You know, Janelle being able to see the good with the bad, like mm-hmm. all of these things that we're talking about, those things are much, much harder. Anger, just being angry and lashing out is what a teenager does because mm-hmm. they don't have the emotions, the experience, the the skills, the tools to yeah. deal with how they feel. And or a when toddler. I, and, and, And that's the thing is, is that anger is normal. It's okay. It's okay to feel angry. We all feel it. But I'm always like, I I think it's always very telling about people. How long do you stay angry? How Mm -hmm. long do you stay mad? How long do you stay there? Because I do think that basically, you know, after a day or two about particular incidents or things that happen, you're kind of treading on thin ice. Like you can't, you know, it depends on what it is. Everything's a range of what happens to you. But like a disappointment, a hurt, you know, you're disappointed about a business opportunity that didn't work out the way you thought it did. You know, you got a day or a day or two, a breakup, Mm -hmm. you got a couple months or, you know, six Mm -hmm. months, you know, you've been married 20 years. Okay. I'm going to give you a year or two. Like, but Mm -hmm. there's, there's a little bit of this, you know, there's a Cody. Yeah. Okay. You've been, you've been in this place for a while now. You got to move on. And, and, and I think it's very telling that he can't because I think it's too, I think he is the laziest person ever. He is so lazy. Yeah. No, he doesn't want to deal. He doesn't want to deal with anything hard, anything, you know, he doesn't want to deal with anything hard, period. I don't, I don't care what yeah. it is. He he just wants to float through life being this happy-go-lucky guy. And we'll get to this in a little while in that he created this family structure that was a disaster. Because yeah, he, he, he said something he, later on that I wrote a note about this, about his leadership skills. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, yeah. He, yeah he created a situation without any thought or uh yeah a total disaster we'll get to that but but yeah but so you know basically i think it was janelle who said that like it became apparent like during covid but i i think that it, it was it was even before that as he spent all of his time with robin it became basically off limits to say anything bad about robin because she was the loyal one and so if any of the wives said anything it was like well, you can't talk about Robin because she's loyal. And if you talk about her that way, then, you know, you're my enemy. And Cody mm-hmm. says that he, he has one child who always complained that he was always at Robin's house. And who do you think that child is? Garrison? Yeah. Gwen? Oh, Garrison. No, Garrison. I'm positive. Mm. I'm positive it's Garrison. Positive. Okay. Positive. Yeah. But I mean, the the point is, it's like, oh, and then he says, Cody says, like, talk. and I again, I think about talking about Garrison, um, but anyone really that, you know, anyone who blames Robin for the uh, problems in this family, he says, they better shut up or I'll punch you in the mouth. She was doing everything to be compliant. I'm like, excuse me. 
punch yeah, and what in the Janelle mouth. was saying. Yes. Well, and what Janelle was saying too was that, you know, even if you, even if you expressed how you were feeling respectfully, even if you said, mm-hmm. Hey, this happened, you know, this, I'm feeling this way or whatever, it's like you weren't safe. Which again is a little bit of like that cult leadership, that cult mentality, like it's my way or the highway, it's this way, Mm -hmm. what it is. And Janelle, she was very right. She was like, I should be able to be able to express my thoughts about Robin. Mm -hmm. And I think that was maybe one of the nails in the coffin for, for Janelle was the fact that like, he has gotten so insane about this that I have to be able to express how I feel. And that's nuts. Yeah, no. And I think that that was from day one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think this has been going on forever. Anyone who complained about Robin or any, yeah, it was like, well, no, Robin's loyal. She does, you know, yeah. she doesn't challenge me or she does whatever I say. So if you, and that whole thing about him saying you to Christine, you've never been nicer, all of that, just all of it. Yeah. This is where he got into this whole thing about like, I was equitable about my time. You know, Robin has been blamed for everything, you know, things that, you know, she's been blamed for everything, things that I did that he did, Cody. And there was a shift in blame towards Robin and that got him so angry and he didn't want to hear about it. And he was so sick of the complaints, the punch in the mouth thing. And Mm -hmm. all I'm thinking to myself is, okay, so let me get this straight. You're basically saying like, I don't want to hear the complaints. I don't want to hear anything. So you're, you're telling us you, you, then sir. You are not a leader. You mm-hmm. should not be leading anything. You are not a manager. You are not a leader. You are not the head of a household. You are not mm-hmm. any of those things. Because rule number one to being a good leader is the fact that, I'm sorry, this is life. Yeah. Life, uh, being a leader, running something, being a manager is listening to somebody's complaints. And managing it's listening people. to someone's complaints. Yeah. And managing people and helping them. And I'm sorry that you don't want, I am sorry that you don't want to hear it. But that is how it works. I'm sorry that you don't want to hear. It's like me going to my clients and being like, yeah, God, I'm having a rough day. I really don't want to hear about your problems right now. Like your complaints are bringing me down or whatever it is. It's like, no, your job was to be the head, quote unquote, was to be the head of this household. So part of that job is you deal with people's issues and people's feelings. And of course, their complaints, they can't possibly be, maybe it's not necessarily a complaint. Maybe it's actually how someone feels. Is it that, you know, it's just, you are not, you are a word salad, angry, bad leader. You are the worst leader I have ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. You claim to be the head of this family. That you're in that. So as the head of the family, your job is to manage all of these relationships. And, you know, I don't know. I hate to say this. This is a typical male thing. Like mm-hmm. whether whether you're talking about a family of four or a family of 18 or what, whatever. God, man, they just don't want yeah. to deal with this stuff. They do not want to talk about feelings and whatever. And even with all that therapy that they did, I mean, it was all centered around Cody. He controlled all of it. And the women were just sort of like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, it was so unproductive, obviously, you know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. so yeah, you can't say anything bad about Rob. Not even saying anything yeah. bad, just even just bringing up your feelings. Like, I feel like Robin's getting more time or I feel like this. Oh, no, he'll punch you in the mouth if you say that. Yeah, yeah don't say that. <laughs> and then uh, somehow we get into the Enneagram. <laughs> Is that what the, the personality feel, test they were talking about? I, I'm sure because they were talking about numbers like, uh, I forget which. Well, she one. said I'm a three or a B. Right. I'm like, B. So I'm a three. And then, so yeah, I am positive they took an Enneagram test. And somebody posted on somewhere, they showed the scene from where they were all yes. they had this group therapy session with Nancy. And she's passing mm-hmm. out, you know, these uh, things they have to fill out. So I'm pretty sure it was was the Enneagram. Um, okay. I got to look up the Enneagram because I've done the Enneagram, but I haven't done it in a while. And there's some, there's some therapists that like really get into the Enneagram mm-hmm. and like they use it in their, their therapy. And so, um, well, I actually, yeah, if I actually, so took, do you know what you are? I do. Now I okay. read the Enneagram book years ago and for for years, yeah. I thought I was a five because I just self like the investigator. Right. I can see that. Okay. But then uh, about a year or so ago, I was part of this um, like online group of um, like women of a certain age. And one of one of the things we did <laughs> was we did this Enneagram typing uh, session with a, a, a woman who was like an expert in the Enneagram. And I did the typing session and I found out I was a six, not oh, a the five. loyalist. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the Enneagram I find very interesting, but, um, mm-hmm. so Christine says that they did this personality test, which I believe was the Enneagram and Robin was, I don't know what number this is. It, you know what it is? I'm looking drama. at Okay. I'm looking at it now. I'm just looking at a very quick one. Mm-hmm. I think she's in, this is four. The individualist, the sensitive, mm. withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Hmm. Okay. I think I need I need to take take a test. How do I take a test? Well, you can take a test online. You have to pay, I don't yeah. know, it's like ten dollars or something to do. Yeah, the, I, I'm gonna t- the Enneagram Institute. I think I'm gonna take this again because I've yeah. thought I was for a while I thought I was a seven, and then I thought I was um um, I thought I was a seven and then I thought I was seven is the enthusiast, the busy, fun, loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible and scattered. Um, and then I thought I was a one, the reformer. I don't know if I am that, you and know, I, I was a three. I found it very helpful when I did this typing, um, session with this Enneagram specialist, okay. because they really, I can send you the information, but they really get yeah. into, cause those online things, it's kind of hard. But like when you talk to someone who actually knows the Enneagram and they can mm-hmm. talk to you in real time and ask you questions and say, well, do you think what, you're more like this or that? It's, it's very helpful. I thought it was much more accurate because mm. our father is a five. It, this oh, wait, is like I gotta a, go back. An, Hold an on. extreme like introvert. Like they just cannot be around people. And I always thought because the, the way that they label the, the numbers is not always oh, yeah. really he is accurate. A five. He's yeah. a five and I thought I was a five, but no, I'm not that extreme. I'm a six, a, but a six is a person who's kind of controlled by fear. 
Um, yeah, you, you know, suspicious. Like, the loyalist, the committed, secu- yeah, the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Yeah, that's me. What's what do you think, Mom is? The oh, enthusiast, gosh. the busy, fun-loving type. Was is that Mom? The challenger. I don't maybe, think really but care. she has a lot the of helper about about her helper possibly. I don't the know, caring, I interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people pleasing, and possessive. Hmm. Huh. Oh, I gotta go back. I gotta do this. Oh, so the woman who did it, did you pay her? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was like, oh, yeah. Send me like the info. Her. Maybe I'll do it. Yeah. No, and she's a really, really cool person. She's very easy. She's very like cut to the chase. You know, she's not yeah. real woohoo. She's more like mm-hmm. um very cut to the chase and She's like, okay, now tell me this. You know, I liked her a lot. I'll send you the information. But yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, the enneagram is just like it's it's not so much. Well, I guess it's technically personality test, but it tells you like the lens through which you see the world, mm. the lens through which you you know experience the world. And, I, and so what they were saying was that Robin is very. Like, like kind of like a, almost like a busybody, like really wants to be involved in everyone's relationship. Like, that's why she always wanted to come along um, and be involved in these conversations. Cause she said she quote unquote spoke Cody, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, I think of busybody. Well, yeah. When, when, when Christine was talking about it, she was talking about like, she loves listening to everyone's drama, live for the connection with people in their drama and all of that. And I was thinking about myself. I'm like, oh God, is that me? Like, do I like that? Because I do like, I do like people's drama. I do like hearing the stories because that's part of my job is I get to hear a lot of really good, you know, stories and the drama and this and that. And I think that when I was thinking about this, and I think this is probably true for anything in life, right? And true for, for the Enneagram is, is that we can take these traits that we have and we can use them in a positive way, or we can use them in a really negative way. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing, right? I think Robin at her best probably is a really good listener and someone who really can help you and, and, and really does want to get into your problems and help you and be there for you and support you. I think the problem is, is that she's, you know, I think, I think that she somewhere along the way, I don't know, Robin, I find such an enigma. I cannot put my finger on her. And I think it's because we don't really know her because she's not truthful with who she is. I think, she shows yeah. us one version of us on camera. And I think she's, I think she's a different person on the inside. And I think she's constantly evolving and changing sh- who she is based on public reaction to her. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I don't think she knows who she is. So I don't think we see who she is. So it's really hard for me to know and get a sense of who she is. That's always been what's been hard about Robin, how I, I feel like I've never been able to connect with her or even understand her. Like, Mary, I don't particularly love, but I can understand Mary. Yeah. Robin's well, hard Cody, to understand, but I, yeah. Well, Cody even said that it, Robin was very upset that she was always kind of like the least popular sister wife. And he talked mm-hmm. about the tabloids and the press who would, you know, talk badly about her, like that was her role. And so that in and of itself, that tells you she very much cares what people think of her. So it's almost like yeah. this, her, w- 
it's demonstrative. It's performative. It's not genuine. Mm-hmm. So like when she yeah. is saying, oh, you know, I just want us all to get along and I just want the, it, that's performative. She doesn't really mm-hmm. want that. She she just wants the world to think, oh gosh, what a nice person, you know, like mm-hmm. what a generous, loving person. And But really in reality, she wants what she wants. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. I don't, I have always said that I don't think she's very bright. Because I think in the back of her mind, she probably thinks that by her, like, okay, I'm going to have Mary hold on and this will make me seem Mm -hmm. like I'm such a good sister wife because I'm supporting this other marriage and that's going to make me look so Mm -hmm. selfless. But I don't really have to expend much because he's not sleeping with her or doing all that and all, you know, all of these things. But at the same time, what she doesn't get is, is that, no, 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 Robin. But what we see is somebody who, if you were really a friend to her, you would be honest with her. Like, we, you know, it's almost like, are you too stupid to know that we see what's going on here? Or like, do you not see the levels? I just don't think she's like really smart people would have figured this out and and done a much better job of being a bit more manipulative. She's a she's a bad mastermind. I don't know. All right. Well, we got to move on. We still have a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. This is the whole person. Sorry. The personality test thing, though. But this is what's been on social media because I've seen a million and one things. Everybody's been posting about this of Mm -hmm. all of the, you know, season six, episode 10. Here's Robin filling out a form. Right. (laughs) She did take the personality test, even though she's now pretending like she has no idea. Like, well, oh, and then she says, well, if I did take it, somebody else filled it out for me. And I was those weren't really my answers. And it's just like, I mean, God, she come on. Do you have a brain injury? Like she's she is so the way she talks and the way she comes across and it's just like, what is wrong with you? Well, I was watching her in this segment and first they say, well, do you remember the personality test? And she says, oh, no, I didn't take that because that's always her stance on everything. And then when Sukanya goes, oh, that's weird, because Christine said that you took a personality test. All of a sudden her eyes started blinking. (laughs) So blinking. No, I watched. I know. I know. They started to blink a lot. And then her you could see her chest raising. And I'm like, she's anxious. Mm -hmm. She suddenly got very anxious. And that is a sign of lying. Mm -hmm. And so she started blinking. And then she started doing the thing that liars do, which is she started concentrating really hard on to make it look like she was really thinking really hard about, oh, this is in the recesses of my mind over here. And then she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I I did. I did take the personality test. I just want to say something. People, (laughs) people always remember personality tests. People always take them. Nobody ever takes a personality test for another person. No one ever does that because no, we're too self-involved. What, what would be the we point? We are too self-involved. And usually we remember what our own results are. I mean, listen, if you're old enough and you've taken enough of these, you forget over time. But like, I, that is a bunch of, I mean, that was the most ridiculous lie, but she got caught. She got mm-hmm. caught when Sukanya, and mm-hmm. then she made up a new lie, which is, oh, I didn't, I didn't, someone took it for, it's like, no, honey, no one takes personality tests for someone else. No. Nobody does that. Thank there is God. no, there is no secondary gain for that. No, thank God Sukanya was on her game this episode, you know. Yeah. She really Ugh. was. She was really pushing it. But um, yeah, and so, you but know, she, Christine yeah. talks about, yeah, like she says she doesn't trust Robin. You oh, know, shit. she never wanted to be part of polygamy. But then, okay, so then Sukanya asks um, Mary if she's less lonely in Parowan. And 
Mary says, yes, you know, I have my best friend, Jen there. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and then it turns to, I, I don't know how it turns to this subject, but then they start talking about, I don't know if Mary says this, uh, there's a friend of Robin's. Yeah. You know how it starts? I'll tell you. Okay. Sorry. It was this whole thing about Jen. Does Jen have your back? Jen has her back mm-hmm. more than anyone else. Does Robin have your back? Robin has her back, but I don't trust her. And that's mm-hmm. how the whole thing started because of the catfishing. Sorry. Yeah. So Robin had this friend who inserted herself into the catfish situation to get information regarding Mary. So then I had to go online and try to do some rudimentary research. I didn't have a lot of time to do this, but basically Robin had this friend named Kendra and Kendra was involved with my sister wife's closet and helped her with that. But then at some point, Robin and Kendra got into a uh, tiff, which ended their friendship over a tax disagreement because Robin was trying to, okay, so Kendra was, had a hookup to make some t-shirts for my sister wife's closet. And when Robin paid her for some of the money to pay for these t-shirts, she tried to claim that those were Kendra's wages so that she could write them off, but they really weren't wages. And then uh, Kendra got a tax bill because she had these oh, wages fuck. that she didn't pay taxes yeah. on, according to Robin, and she didn't get paid, you know, everything she was supposed to get paid. So anyway, Kendra, you know, was pissed. So then she teamed up with um, Jackie Overton after this falling out <laughs> with Robin, and she <laughs> publicly sided with, um, you know, Jackie, a.k.a. Sam Cooper, and, and went online and, and validated saying that Sam was, uh, that this person was a man and a- alleged that he had an in-person sexual relationship with Mary, I guess, to just, you know, hurt the family whatever. I don't know. I, like I said, I didn't have time to delve into this. You know, I don't understand Reddit. I don't understand how to get on Reddit and find out any information. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but I just recently figured out Reddit, but yeah, (laughs) sorry. Yeah. But Sukanya asked her, this came up and Sukanya asked her about something about, you know, with Mary and the situation, situation and Robin claimed to know something about it. And Sukanya said, well, how do you know this? And Robin said, from somebody, <laughs> you know, I, and I hate it too. When the, the Browns, they never, they will never name names. They always say mm-hmm. somebody, a person, a person in our family. Okay. Say their fucking name, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm, I'm just confused. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know where I'm going with any of this, oh. but yeah, Robin said I didn't. Sh- oh, I thought the story was different than that. I got I thought the whole thing was that that Kendra was that Kendra was well, what I thought what Robin was telling us was that Kendra had was a friend of hers. She had inserted herself into the situation mm-hmm. and that 
she was getting information from Jackie Overton, Samuel Cooper, mm-hmm. that that Mary and Jackie were having an in-person sexual relationship and taking that back to Robin. And that Robin, being such a good person that she is, was taking all that information back to Mary and sharing it with her. Like saying, hey, this is what's being reported. You know, this is right. what I'm hearing so from Kendra. Saying, and then yeah. it... This is what people are saying. This is what people are saying. But that really the real story was, and I've heard different versions of it. It's so confusing when I see it online, when people are talking about it, because I'm like, even online, it's confusing. Mm -hmm. Like, even with big, long Facebook posts and Mm -hmm. Instagram posts where people are, I'm like, I'm still confused. Like, they'll show text messages between Robin and this Kendra. And I'm like, who's saying what? Who's saying what to whom? Like, What's happening here? Because I still don't understand. Did Robin send Kendra in? Did Kendra do this all by herself? Was Kendra, you know, we we know that Mary and Jackie Overton did not have a sexual relationship, but. Well, do we? I don't know. What do we know? uh, Well, okay. (laughs) But I mean, but was Kendra, was Kendra put in there to help Robin feed her and do this? Was Robin taking this information and going back to Cody and telling Cody and, and Mary found out about that? Like, I I I don't understand. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have enough time to figure it out. And I try to figure it out online by reading these people's posts. I still can't figure it out, you know? Maybe if I had like... So if anyone out there can confuse, please can explain it to us. If we I are had, so confused. If I had five hours to research it, maybe I could get it, figure it out. But I don't know. I mean, all right. Well, I maybe I'll, I'll try to get on the Reddits. And uh, but yeah. I feel like I'm going to go down a long, long rabbit hole on Reddit. And, that, and this, the other thing, too, is um, every time you find an account where you're like, oh, this sounds good. Okay, I'm going to follow this person. Everyone's like, that person doesn't know what they're talking yeah, about. It's that like, person's a fraud. So it's hard to know what's true. It's hard to know yeah. what is real and true. And people are like, these are verified text messages. I'm like, well, how do I yeah. don't know? But everyone keeps telling me that you're not true. So, well, okay. We can s- at least say that Robin is messy. Robin and her yes, friend she Kendra were being messy. Messy, messy bitches. They were yes. trying to find out information about Mary. Uh, Robin is not really Mary's friend. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. Let's no. look at this big picture, you know, 30,000 feet view. Big picture. You know, picture. The big picture. Um, the, they, <laughs> this is all fake. Like, the, you know, all these relationships, the show, the only relationship I believe in is Janelle and um, Christine. Everything else is just, it, it's just, it's just fake. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say. It's, it's not mm-hmm. real. So anyway. Um, okay. So anyway, and then we get into this whole thing where we have to watch Robin cry for 20 minutes about being called an ex-sister wife by Mary. Yeah, she doesn't like, oh, know how to. Up doesn't know how to let go and i'm not just being dramatic sorry christine and Mm. you know (laughs) okay so then we get into this whole thing about how oh is this where we we get into the the christmas exchange text yes the text the text and and i was like we learned i don't feel like do we learn much that is new well but she she took it to a new level she was saying stuff like oh she was being told this is robin was being told by someone that the brown kids hated her and her kids i don't know who that someone is and um they so apparently the the text thing uh 
it was 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m., you know, Pacific time, I guess, 7 p.m., you know, whatever that next time zone is, mountain time. And uh, Robin was saying she wanted she wanted everyone to jump on a Zoom call or something. And all the kids who are on the East Coast are like, well, now it's nine o'clock. We can't do this right now. And uh-huh. that um, Robin you know, got upset by that. And she said, well, you know, you guys have treated me so badly and, um, treated her kids so badly and, you know, all because they didn't want to have a call at 9 PM and Robin's kids said that they no longer felt emotionally safe to be part of the gift exchange. So here's my question. Chris, Christine said I was not on the chain. So the sense that I get is, all the kids are on the text chain. Like parents are not on that text chain. But somehow Robin so how was did, on it. Yeah. So how did Robin get on the text chain? Probably because Aurora, so- Aurora and Brianna said, mom, mom, come here. Because they're so like brain. She's got them so brainwashed that, you mm-hmm. know, they, 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 they can't be on a like a text chain with these other people without her. Or, yeah. You know, her inserting well, herself in it. And Christine was, and and Robin's claim is, my kids have felt like we weren't part of this family from the beginning. And Christine's like, well, then why weren't we told? Mm -hmm. Like, why is this coming out now? Why is this information coming out now? And um, and then this this other thing too, which is, Robin goes into this whole thing about how her little kids don't remember the older kids; they don't know their names. I'm thinking to myself, that's on you. Mm-hmm. It, is that Hunter's job? No. Right. What, I'm sorry, Robin. Pull out a photo and go, this is Daddy Logan. He ran things before, <laughs> he before you got you. here. No, all these other kids, he raised all these kids. <laughs> this is Aspen. She raised all these other kids. This is so, okay, how, I, I'm sorry, but it, it it's not on, it's not on the other kids to, to remind the little kids to remind Saul and Ari right. who they are. But also it's, it's also it's also a natural consequence of having children 20 years apart. Yes, that too. That's just what's gonna happen. You know, when you Log Daddy Logan left before uh Saul and Ari were even born. So like that's not his fault. This is the consequences of your actions, people. You set this up that way. And this was really interesting. Janelle actually told the truth and said, you know, um, as a matter of fact, <laughs> you know, we probably shouldn't have done this. You know, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't. She said we didn't really take our kids' feelings into account. And again, all the wives, the wives were acting, at least Christine and Janelle. I don't know about Mary, but Christine and Janelle were acting. They did not want Robin in this family. They did not. And their kids did not. And it was like, mm-hmm. it's this thing where th- something is forced on you. You know, when like his new wife, this is a tale as old as time. Okay. And again, men don't think this is any big issue. It's no big problem. We're just going to bring this woman in. She's going to be your new mom. We're going to bring some new kids in. You're going to have to like be siblings with them. You're just going to have to accept it. And as a consequence of all this, they had to leave Lehigh. You know, their lives Mm -hmm. were like they were traumatized. 
their lives were uh, <laughs> severely disrupted. Oh, yeah, guess what? Those kids are pissed. I'm pissed at shit that, that like I had to go through and you had to go through yeah. over shit like this. And these fucking men usually, I mean, sometimes it's women, but it's mostly men think, oh, it's no big deal. It's going to bring in this mm -hmm. new wife, going to bring in some kids and you guys all just kind of get along. And oh, God, now we're shocked that 20 years later, 10 years, later, whatever it is, 10, 15 years later, like people are upset about this. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. I know. And, and, you know, the thing, the thing is, is I, and cause we were talking about this on one of the, on a, we were talking about documentaries about generations and such. And I do think this, a lot of this is a generational thing. I do think that something, a lot of this is going to change. Cause I think what's so interesting is, you know, we, what we're seeing now is, is that with parents, if you don't, you know, yes, P parents screw up. They screw up all the time. And mm -hmm. Janelle is willing to say, and Christine, they're both willing to say, yeah, we probably didn't do this very well. Yeah. We probably should have been better about it. We probably should have done this. The thing is, is that if you're willing to go to your kids and say, you know what? You're right. I screwed up, you know, because when you're a parent, you know, when you're a parent, you're so like focused on, we got to move. We got to move. We got to move. We got to do this. Now we got to do this. Now we got to do this. Like, it's very easy to, it's, it's very easy to kind of just forget about your kids and their feelings and that they're people and, you know, and to just kind of like, I got to keep it moving. I got to get to work. I got to put food on the table. I got to, you know. And so the thing is, is that what parents don't realize is, is that your kids, they need to have, they need some kind of accountability on your end mm -hmm. in order to keep and bond and have a relationship with you as they get older. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. There has to be, you can't just it's assume accountability, so just accountability. Assume. Yeah. Yes. Parents, parents do this all the time. They just assume that because I'm the parent and I provided for you for 18 years or however long it was, or put you through college or whatever it is that you have to be, or should be loyal to me, or this is how it is. And the reality is, is that, and I, and I think that this is like, I think that Cody is around our, he's older than we are, or he's about he's your like age. He's like my age, yeah. But like, yeah, he's, he's a Gen Xer. And I think that he grew up how we did in the sense of like, you just have to put up with crap. You know, you just kind of have to deal with stuff. This is how it is. This is how it is with your life. Our parents had to put up with stuff. So we had to put up with stuff. And I think what we're seeing with this these uh, newer generations is they're very much about like, no, 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 no. You need to take accountability mm -hmm. or no, no, no. Like I, I, you know, you need to apologize or you, mm -hmm. I need something from you or, or like, oh no, no, then you don't need to be in my life or I'm going to set some boundaries around this or whatever that is. And what's happening now is, is that you can see it so clearly is, is that they are, they are so stuck. Cody is so stuck in this place of they're my children. So they need to absolutely do what I want to do all the time that he's, you know, obviously lost all these relationships. And then of course, you know, blaming Janelle and Christine, but mm -hmm. it's just, it's the whole thing is it's a goddamn mess, but it is again, they're changing history again, because I'm sorry, that was, this has never been brought up before ever. No. And I'm, I'm with Christine when she says, wait, what? You've never felt like you were part of this family. I felt like my kids saw how you were. And then Robin brings up this whole thing about how, 
oh, well, sometimes in the past I had to, um, you know, some of Christine and Janelle's kids like picked on her kids. I'm like, well, yeah, all siblings. That's how do things that. work. Yeah. Yeah. All siblings. siblings. Yes. And yeah. especially when there's that many of them and there's that wide of an age range. I mean, you and I never, you know, we didn't have like, I remember our dad always talks about how they used to pin down <laughs> our uncle oh, Jim. So there's three boys and a girl. Our Uncle Jim is the youngest little boy. They used to pin him down on the ground and like hang a loogie over his face. Ugh. Like they were going to like yeah. spit this loogie in his mouth. And th- that sounds like torture. And they, they talk about these stories and they laugh about them. Yeah. Well, they were all like they had our our poor grandmother had four children in five years. So they were mm. all very close in age. You and I like. Because I have to say, I'm very lucky because I have an older sister who was not at all like mean or. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, she, you were much more, honestly, it was more of like you were probably too mothering. You were, you, well, <laughs> too, you called me bossy quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> but she is. You're bossy. You are bossy. But, um, but it was, it was, I knew, I knew it came from a place of love. Cause I've heard some horror stories about sisters that did the meanest things mm-hmm. to each other. Like, you know, cutting each other's hair and, you know, like stealing their stuff. Like we never did. That wasn't part of it was we didn't live together for a chunk of time. But like the other part of it was, I don't think that's not how we were raised mm-hmm. because at the same time, that our father was telling us these stories. If we got into any kind of fight, he's like, this is your sister. You, you two, you, you're going to be making decisions when we die. You need to get along. You know, <laughs> it was like practical. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it was. I was like, this, 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 you know, when everyone's, this is maybe what mom said, when everyone's gone, it's just going to be the two of you. So you need to get along. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what did Robin Anywho. think? She thought it was going to be this utopia Ugh. where everyone is just, and I'm sorry, like, remember how excited Aurora always was? And she's always hugging everybody and embracing everybody mm-hmm. and people embraced her back. I mean, what is she talking about? Where was this, where was this bullying? And like the other kids, yeah. they, they now talk about like Gabe was talking about how he, and Garrison talking about how they, they want to mend their relation, not mend their relationship, but like get back into a relationship with Dayton because they really like Dayton. I've heard, yes, I have yes. heard nothing but positive, you know, and Gabe and Aurora hugging in the science building. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Robin? She is planting these things in their heads. And, and that's what Christine said. She said there was no like problem there. There was no division there. Like Robin planted that there, she mm-hmm. put it there, and and then yeah. Uh, well, at one, at one point, I forget who it was who who said that Aurora or Brianna was saying that you know because of this horrible sibling relationship that they had had or non relationship, you know they didn't feel part of the family and they didn't feel like they could have families of their own because of this. I'm sorry, that's not something that an 18 or a 21-year-old would say. That is so... She's brainwashed them. Yeah. And just yeah. saying crazy, crazy things. And, and and yeah, and the fact that this... this uh, well, well, hold on, who said... Away. But I thought, I, thought some, I thought some of the other kids said that. I thought some of the other kids said, oh, you treated me... What Robin was claiming 
that it wasn't her kids that said it. it was like you treated us so so horribly that I'm questioning whether or not I even want a family. Oh, and I maybe. can see I don't know personally it, either way. Hold on. This again is like, how do you interpret it? Do you interpret like a 20 some odd year old going and, you know, I I didn't feel like you treated me very well. And it makes me question whether or not I really want to have a family. That's but that's a very normal thing for a 20 some odd year old to like wonder about themselves as they mm-hmm. question their lives and all of that. But again, this is this is a bit of Robin's problem. And I think I know now why Robin wants to be in a plural marriage. She wants drama. Mm. This is the only reason why she wants to be in a plural marriage. She doesn't want to live polygamy. She doesn't want to share. She doesn't want to share her husband. She doesn't want to share resources. She doesn't want to get along with other people. She wants to be able to call people sister wives. And she wants to be able to have a lot of people in her world so that she can gossip and control people and talk about them and not have to work. Mm. This is my new theory. Like, this is it. I think it's accurate. Whether whether or not she would ever admit it or even if I don't even think she's aware of it. I truly don't think she's even aware of it. I don't think she's smart enough to be aware of it. But I do believe that she is called to this because this gives her because I don't think that she has she ever been happy. Has she ever been happy? Doesn't seem like I mean, that woman that smile of her, like even when she's just like normal, like most of us are resting face is kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, normal. It's like down. It's like this big frown. frown yeah. Like her resting face is such a frown. She is never happy. The, I just don't I don't think she ever wants to be happy. Yeah, no. Uh, the, yeah. So, fi- you know. Finally, I I was so happy that Janelle actually said, you know, Robin coming into the family, I think she said it was a, it was forced and it was a disaster and everyone just had to deal with it. And they, they were all just told, the kids were all told they have to accept it. And, um, finally god someone actually like said spoke the truth yeah really what a what a disaster what a disaster what a disaster well like it like at the very end yeah yeah well and i think again i think at that time i think they got the show i think robin came in i think they got the show and i think there was like Mm. we got the show we got Robin. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm driving down to, you know, St. George. We need money. Let's do it. I mean, I think that was the other part of it. And again, I think you're an adult and you're kind of like, okay, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, um, I think that part is really hard, but it all you just, just acknowledge it. Like your kids Mm -hmm. don't need a ton. They just need some level. Like, acknowledging it and apologizing and taking some accountability will go a long way for people. They just, people just want to be seen and heard Mm -hmm. and people just want you to say, you know what, that I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened. It is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's what happened. It's happened. happened. It's happened. But yeah, just say, yeah, God, this, yeah. Sorry. Sorry for like all the grief that this has caused. And, you know, 
We thought we were doing the best we could. You know, the whole thing, like when you look at your parents, the best attitude you can take is they did the best that they could with like with the knowledge that they had at the time and what they knew at the time. Yeah. You know, you could, that's yeah. the, the most grace you can ex- extend to your parents. And I extend that grace to my parents. And I hope my daughter extends that grace to me. But you've got to be able to admit that um, your mistakes and if all you have to do yes. is admit your mistakes yes. to your kids and it'll all be fine. And I, I'm not, I'm not talking about you cases know, of extreme ab- abuse or anything. I'm just talking about yes, normal, just, yes. you know, bullshit. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? You can even write it in a letter. You know, I mean, you don't even have to, like, if you, if you feel like you couldn't put it in words, like, you can write it down. <laughs> you know, you can mm. go to a therapist and a therapist can help you process these feelings and help you put that letter together or even ex- facilitate the, the conversation. Mm. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, you'd be amazed how, how far that would go. But at the very end, and I was so bummed because I thought we were going to meet David Woolley Brown and... And we didn't. Well, I'm so eager to meet him. We sort of met him soon. He came in and, but yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I was so happy. Oh, I still am have very happy for Christine. And, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. The story about their courtship is, <laughs> it, it, it keeps getting like shorter and shorter. And like, it's like, it sounds to me I like know. this was the first guy she met on a dating app. And, you know, the first day and, um, you know, uh, and, you know, they had a few dates and then all of a sudden they had that night where, you know, she laid her, you know, uh, her head in his chest and breathed for the first time and everything was perfect. My heart beat for the first (laughs) time. My soulmate. Yes. I feel so loved. Well, you know what? And of course, what did she say? She said she felt confidence in herself like she never Mm -hmm. felt before because there's no strings attached to feel desired and desirable. I mean, this is what I wonder. That's why I really want to meet David because I'm wondering if I'm wondering if like he's just sort of a nice guy and that because he's not Cody, he's not such a raging dick that like he actually (laughs) listens to her and he's like, oh, what do you think, Christine? Or like, how do you feel about that, Christine? Or like maybe that he's given her an orgasm like or something like that. Like (laughs) for the first time in her life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, the the person like he's the bar is so low. Yes. So. so Yes. Yes, yes. I mean, it's like a woman coming out of prison. And she is just like So that's what I wonder. And and so I I don't I don't think that David is as amazing and wonderful as she makes him out to be. And at the same time, I do really, really hope that he is and she will continue to feel this way about him for the rest of her life. Like, I am fine with the fact that it that he is just if he is just an average person, but she sees him this way and he makes her feel this way. It's like, great. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you see Look, him as a Prince Charming. I am so happy for you if that's the rest of your life. Like, right. and even if he's like a mediocre kisser. If this feels like heaven on she earth, she doesn't know. Great. Yeah, but that, but that's the she thing. doesn't know and she doesn't care and it feels great. What is what is a regular person? What is a mediocre person? It to her, like she says, he loves me, he desires me, I can be myself, I don't have to earn his love. Like those mm-hmm. are very basic things, and that 
is the recipe Mm -hmm. for a long loving relationship, not a Prince Charming, not an amazing person, not some high, you know what? Stay away from hot guys. They're assholes for the most part, you know, because they've never (laughs) had to try. They've never had to put any fucking effort into anything and they can just get whatever woman they want. Stay away from those guys. Okay. You're like, yes, this, this is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if he makes you feel all these things, then yeah, he's, he's for you. He's perfect. He's great. It just makes me a little bit nervous that, you know, this is like the, seems like to be the first guy that she dated. However, they both love Disneyland. You know, they both seem to like to do the same things. They're very family oriented, whatever. That's all that matters. He, yeah, he doesn't seem like, like he's really interested in the fame, which makes me happy. And it seems like he has some money. Yeah. Which are two things I think would make me nervous. So it's like, and he seems to really love Truly. Mm-hmm. And he seems like a good father. So it's a little bit of like, great, great. <laughs> you know, that's just enough. That's just enough. Yeah. I mean, I think, and, and, Maybe that's maybe that's what she was looking for. Maybe it had nothing to do with the rest of it. Maybe she was like the, the first person that makes me feel like I'm safe, I'm safe, or I'm loved, or I'm seen or desired. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was that. And it's turned into this big love story in her yeah. mind. But I am very, very if if I really, really want all of this to be true for her, I really do. Oh, absolutely. I, really, really I know. I'm just a little bit jaded with the the timeline, but look, everything seems great. They're married now. Um you know, yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's all good. But yeah, I mean, I'm curious to actually hear him speak and uh, yes. next week to like see what he has to say and hear him speak. And um, that'll be. Oh, and then, of course, oh, Cody God. has to put a black cloud over oh, it and Cody. say, well, she has to. Uh, she, oh, say something about how she has to tear me He's, down, you know, because David uh, won't. M- want to marry her if she left a good man it's like um newsflash cody you're not that great okay and guess what you know what david isn't thinking about you at all he is not thinking about you when iota and you know what christine isn't thinking about you when iota these two are doing it in the back of their car right now (laughs) and they are not thinking about you at all At they all. never think about Those you, two are, except when you know they, yeah. they sh- Christine has to show up and do these confessionals and ask answer questions, and she has a very healthy attitude about it. Just yeah, I mean, I feel like all three of them, Mary and all Christine, they they've all come to the place where they. Ha- I feel like they've really drawn boundaries with Cody. They're all in a really good place. I mean, mm-hmm. Janelle just laughs. She just laughs and laughs like every time something comes up about yeah. Cody. She's just, she thinks it's hilarious. Mary's like, um, it's not my problem. I'm moving on. Christine's like, oh my God, it's so not my problem. Like, I don't even think about Cody. Yeah. I don't even want to think about Cody and Robin. Uh, not right now. No, I'm living, I'm just living my life. I mean, they have all moved on and it's just Cody and Robin that are stuck in this like place of misery. They're both miserable. Yes. Both of them. Yes. Yes. So you know what? God will get you. You know, it all comes around. Mm. It's a little thing called karma. So, (sighs) wow. Well, we this show is 42 minutes long and we've talked for an hour and 12. Oh, gosh. <laughs> all right. So it seems so, like there's one more tell all next week. 
And then I don't know. If they and take then a break for Christmas. The, and then are we getting a wedding special? We're very confused. I bet you they'll announce the wedding special next week after the interview with um, uh, David Woolley. David. I'm sure they'll announce that's probably happening in January. And But then I heard something today on somewhere, something about a Christmas, a special Christmas episode. I don't See, know. I, I saw somewhere where there's a bunch of programming like throughout the holiday, I, I, you, you keep wanting to take the holidays. Off. <laughs> I am going like, to take some. I'm going to take some time off. Okay, I'm giving you notice. We, well, we'll still have shows. Yes, we'll still have shows. <laughs> we'll still but have it shows. Might not be, uh, you know, like we are doing the day some pro- after, you know, <laughs> the day yes. after theirs. But we, we have, um, we obviously will be here next week to do the fourth tell-all. We are doing some crossovers that we're super excited with, with other podcasts mm-hmm. that focus on Sister Wives as well. We will announce that. And so we're hoping to put those in towards the end of the season. But yeah, I think there's going to be a lot. So we will try to figure it all out. If you, um, we are continuing. Um, so obviously we talk about Sister Wives on Tuesdays. On Thursdays, we are covering documentaries. This week, um, we are covering the documentary Love Has Won, The Cult of Mother God. And whew, boy, that was a doozy. Um, we've been covering lots of cults lately. Um, we did Escaping Twin Flames last week. I can't even remember what we did the week before. State of Alabama yeah, versus Brittany Smith. Smith and um, lots of different documentaries. Um, next week, we're doing the Between Life and Death, the Terry Schiavo story, which was so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep an eye out for that. If you like this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review. And please make sure that you are subscribed. The ratings and reviews and sub- subscriptions and all of that, it helps us tremendously. Um, and yeah, and if you like this podcast, please tell a friend, tell two friends, spread the word. We really appreciate um, all of the support. We are on um, Instagram and TikTok at Psych Legal Pop. Uh, so if you follow us there, you will you know get updates on what's going on and what's happening with the show and um i think is that it is that everything i think so just stay tuned we're you know um i'm trying to take a few days off during the holidays but tess won't let me (laughs) so you know no we'll still be we have to stay consistent (laughs) we have to stay consistent listen that one listen brooke that one day where we decided we could not do this podcast at like 10 o'clock at night on sunday anymore after watching the show Mm -hmm. and we moved from monday to to tuesday people were writing in yeah they thought something bad happened to us us. (laughs) Yes, people care. So we cannot let our our, I know. our podcast okay. listeners well, down. I'm going to give our loyal listeners who we love a little bit of advance notice that if you don't, if you if, if we don't come out with a podcast, we'll let you, we'll let but, you know. But, but we'll even if know. we don't let you know, don't worry about us. We're fine. Please enjoy your holiday <laughs> with your be with your family. Don't worry about us. Yes, We're, we'll be back. It won't be. Yes, it won't be a week of no shows. It may no. there may be a week in there where it's one yeah. show. So that's 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 all we're saying. We're not we're not going to no. ab- abandon you completely. It's just more of it's a lot to do two. It's just it's a lot to do two shows a week. And um, uh, Brooke's daughter is in town, and she's only here for she's only gracing yeah, she's us only with her presence. I, I don't have a lot of time for with a her. very very short yeah. amount of time. 
God, I got to get my time in with her too. Jesus Christ. I don't think we're going to be have, I guess there'll be no special days. I got to, I got to schedule time to see her. Yeah. So see, she's just busy, busy, busy. You know what I, now you know yes. what I mean. So everybody yes. don't worry. And yeah. whatever you, whatever you're doing, yeah. happy holidays, happy Hanukkah. Um, yes, Hanukkah yes. Didn't Hanukkah start like yesterday, day before? Yes. Hanukkah started. Yes. We're on day. Gosh, what day are we on? What started on Thursday, Thursday, oh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, no, we day five. Well, happy Hanukkah to all Six. who celebrate. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy, happy anything, holidays. whatever you celebrate. But we're, but we're not, we're not, we'll be back on Thursday. So. <laughs> we act like this is so fine. Like, okay. Happened. No. Anyway, we'll see. We'll be here in a couple days. All right. We'll, we'll talk all to right. you then. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.